Welcome to the Anchor Daily. We're reading through the Gospel of Mark and reflecting on Jesus, whose death and resurrection paid the penalty for our sins and achieved victory over death. Do you ever wonder what's in the heart of God when he thinks about people, especially you? One of the best ways to find out is to read the Gospels, because in them we see what the Lord Jesus thinks of us and feels toward us. And since Jesus is fully God, we get a direct glimpse into the heart of God by looking at Jesus and at what he said and did. I'm Scott Chambers, and today we're going to have a look at some of the first things Jesus did once he started this public ministry, as recorded by John Mark. Now, Mark wasn't an eyewitness to the life of Christ, but he was the Apostle Peter's attendant and writer, and everything he wrote in his gospel he got from Peter. About the time he recruited Simon Peter and his brother Andrew to follow him, Jesus went to Capernaum, and his first stop was the synagogue, where he did his first public teaching. We're not told in this passage what he taught, but the parallel passage in Matthew 4 indicates that he called the people to repentance because, quote, the kingdom of God is at hand, unquote. And their response is interesting. It says, and they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as a scribe's. See, for hundreds of years, the nation of Israel had not had a prophet. What they got instead were the scribes, whose job it was to make handwritten copies of the Torah, the first five books of the Old Testament. From the scribes and the Pharisees, who were the religious leaders of the day, the people got a steady diet of extra rules and regulations that were not part of the Torah. According to this passage, their teaching lacked authority and didn't move the people at all. In contrast, Jesus' teaching carried spiritual weight and had authority. Here Jesus laid the foundation for his claim to be the long-awaited Messiah, and this got the people's attention. As he exited the synagogue that day, a demon-possessed man called out to him, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Demons, often referred to as unclean spirits in the New Testament, were greatly feared by the people because of the power they had. But here, the demon is the one who's afraid, afraid of Jesus, because he knows who Jesus is and that Jesus has the power to destroy him. Jesus does a number on this demon, and word gets out across the region of Galilee that this Jesus of Nazareth is something special. As the first day of public ministry goes on, Jesus begins to heal people, starting with Peter's and Andrew's mother. By evening, Jesus had healed and cast demons out of many others, and the text tells us that the entire city, which had a population of about 1,500, had gathered near their door. It was no doubt a long day for Jesus. Nevertheless, the text tells us that as his time in Capernaum came to an end, he arose early one morning and went to a desolate place to talk to his father. Jesus was in constant communication with his father. This included times of extended conversation and solitude. During these times, he received encouragement, guidance, and specific instructions on what to do next. He was not able to stay in solitude for long this time because Simon Peter and the others found him and told him, Everyone's looking for you. Having heard from his father, he told them it was time to leave Capernaum and to go to other towns so that he could reach the people there, for this is why he had come. So they left Capernaum, and they went to the next town to teach, heal, and cast out demons. There he healed a leper and asked this person to not tell anyone how he had become clean. 
Jesus knew he had to keep a low profile because he had three years of public ministry left before going to the cross, and the religious leaders were going to persecute him. But the leper didn't keep quiet, and Jesus' fame spread so far that he couldn't openly enter any other towns. So what do we learn from this passage about God's heart towards people in Capernaum and, by extension, to people everywhere, including us today? We learn that he had great compassion and a huge heart for the people he created. He cares deeply about us. He wants to draw near to us. He wants us to be his partners in reaching others who don't yet know him. What a privilege to be forgiven of our sins, made whole in him, and be his ambassadors to the lost around us. Please pray with me. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. Thank you, Father, for the glimpse into your soul we get from this passage. The more we learn of you, the more we love you and desire that others might come into relationship with you also. In your son's strong name, amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you want to check out more podcasts just like this, you can go to Bethel.ch and you'll find amazing selections of podcasts and much more. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email us with podcasts at Bethel.ch. See you next time.